Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, we are previewing the Southeastern Conference, aka the SEC. Now, this is no longer just a football conference, unless if you're Georgia, of course. Um, but there's lots of players, lots of quality players. Actually, the reigning national player of the year in Oscar Sheboy is in this conference. Um, quality teams, quality coaches, uh, quality storylines, uh, quality rivalries, arguments. Um, we'll get all to uh, we'll get to all of it right after this. All right, John, we're getting back into the conference preview season. We pick it up with the Southeastern Conference. Tell you what, John, I have done I have done what I did last time with the ACC. I decided to to prep this instead of working at my real job. And uh, I've arranged these teams. There are 14 teams. I have arranged them into tiers. Oh, can, can I interrupt you quick, actually? I'll, I'll, I guess I'll allow it. Okay, okay. So uh, first thing, uh, great idea on the tiers last week. A little... Not really self-reflection, but uh, peer reflection, we'll call it. Peer yeah. review. Um, good job on that. And uh, it kind of, I kind of felt left out after it because now I want to do my own tiers. Now, Fair. I will say this could be fun because I want to see if our tiers are similar at all. Um, oh, okay. Full disclosure, they will not be. There's really no rhyme or reason. So at no point will you be like, oh, I should change my tiers to match John's tiers. At no point will that happen here. Unless your so, tiers uh, are really good. <laughs> we'll see we'll see so uh you know i put all this data into an excel file an algorithm if you will and um did oh, you can a, yeah did, did 1000 simulations and i picked the averages and i grouped them up um to the best of my ability okay okay so to start off um i decided to not start off with tier one i decided decided to start off with tier a okay and this tier includes uh four teams would you like to guess those teams Alabama. Okay. Auburn. Okay. Any other teams that start with A? I'm trying to think. Ole Miss. That kind of starts with, that sounds like an A. Oh, Arkansas. You had the right idea, Biggs. Uh, Ole Miss is not one of them, but there is four teams. The other Texas one, A&M. Yes. The Aggies from the A&M of Texas. Nice. So let's go to let's go to the next one. This is uh this one's called B for baseline. Do you want to guess that one? There's one team. This Big Blue Nation, Kentucky. No. B uh, for baseline. Think of that. Oh, Vanderbilt. Yes, the only team with their benches on the baseline of their home courts. Spoken as somebody who coaches basketball now, uh, we had a tournament over the summer where we had to coach from the baseline. I, I hate it. I don't know Does how they suck? do that. That is amazing. What's the reason for it at Vanderbilt? Like, did they design the court and build it and then realize, oh, we did not leave enough room for benches on the sideline, so let's put it on the baseline? Because that's what I envisioned happened. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's they truly want to have like a next level home court advantage. They're like, hey, it could be. Coach isn't going to be at practice today, so you need to learn how to play without them. Where the other yep. teams are like, what what are we going to do if the coach isn't isn't here with us? Yep. All right, you ready for my next year? Yeah. 
right. This one is called uh, Common Nicknames. Common Nicknames. Wildcats? Not, okay. All right. No, not well. Kentucky's not in there. Common nicknames. Common within the conference. All right. Uh, let's five see. Teams. We've, got, we've got the Tigers. Yep. Of Missouri. And? We've got the Tigers of Auburn. Yep. The only team on my tiers that made two different tiers. So congratulations to them. Auburn. Well done. Yes. They also made my tier, so they're in three different tiers. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, boom. Are those all your tiers? No, there's still more to this tier. There's five teams in this tier. Oh, there's another. Okay, Tigers, right? Okay. Yeah. Um. There's one more Tiger, by the way, you're missing. LSU. Yeah. And then there's one more nickname. I can't believe you're not getting this because your team is one of these. Georgia? Yeah. How are they a tiger? They're not a tiger. They have a common nickname, though. The dogs. Yep. Who's the other one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my laughs> yep, I've trained him how to do that now. When we get fired up. <laughs> Who's the other? Who's the other bulldog? Uh oh, Ole Miss. No. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. <laughs> All right. So that that my third one. Okay, I've got three more tiers. There's a total of six, much like your ACC. Um. Yeah, I, I, I see your dog. Yeah, he's still doing that. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, my next tier is called the the Manning tier. There's three teams to this one. Tennessee and Ole Miss. There's a third one. Texas. Yeah, yeah I, yep. You're good at this. I'm, I'm well, tossing It should be Georgia, but the kid doesn't care about winning. He just wants to go collect that NIL money because he's, he's a little loser. Yeah, apparently. And you ain't. The next tier is called the 21st Century Champions. Georgia again? No. Wait, what century are we in again? I, I feel we like we are in the twenty first century. So why isn't Georgia in there? This is basketball. Fair enough. <laughs> Kentucky. Yep. Florida. Yes, there you go. That's it. There's not another one. Yep. No. And then my last tier. There's only one in this one. This is called Triple X rated. Uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. <laughs> Careful with that. Yeah. <laughs> So, how similar are mine, my tiers to yours? Oh, yours are better. Okay. Your, yours are a lot better. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> I, li- I like the I like the uh, I like the homework done by you. Well, that was well done. I thought about this when I was at the gym earlier. No big deal. That's a really impressive. Like, what? you're not all the way in on lifting though. Like, shouldn't you I, I, I like brain exercises too, and not just lifting exercises. That's that's a good idea. That's that's yeah. thinking. That's that's not. You're not working you should, harder. You're thinking. You being a teacher, you should val- ev- evaluate that. You should value that. I do work smart, not hard. Well, right. do both actually, but definitely still work smart. You spark notes. Yeah, they do. <laughs> all right, let's hear your tears. I'm looking forward. All to right, this. this is. Let's start with tier one. I'll just be lame since you since you did the fun stuff. I'll get down to business. <laughs> tier one, contend for the league slash don't f up in the tournament. Contend for the league slash don't f up in the tournament. How many teams? Three teams. Kentucky, correct. Arkansas, correct. I've got two. I'm deciding between and one. You one one draws. perennially f's up in the tournament. 
Okay, Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay. Tier two, get the vibes back. Okay. We just, we just got to get the vibes back. The vibes got away from us. We need to get them back. Okay. There are three teams in this tier. Bama, Auburn, and Florida. Wow, you're good at this. I am. Thank Holy you. crap. Tier three, make us forget about your overrated slash crap football teams. Okay. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, four teams in this league, in this tier. Ole Miss, A&M, Mississippi State, LSU. LSU, A&M, Mississippi State. Not, not Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. Uh, Georgia. Not Georgia. Stop. <laughs> South, Carol- South Carolina. Nope. Missouri. Missouri. Okay. They don't have an overrated team. Their team's just really, really crappy. Bad. Okay. Yeah. Although they did almost beat our dogs. Your dogs. Tier four. At least your college town seems cool. So it has to be Mississippi. Yeah, Oxford seems cool. Uh, who isn't on there? Who haven't I guessed yet? South Carolina. Yeah, Columbia, South Carolina. I, I don't know. It seems nice. In Georgia. And Athens. Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt's in Nashville. That might be the best one. Probably. If you like being woo girls. True. Or if you just like to be on the baseline. True. I like it. All right. I, th- I think mine was better. Um, yeah, should- I think so too. Maybe, maybe I'll... I'll uh, make a graphic and put it on Twitter and like have people vote on whose was better. Yours would win. <laughs> we'll see. You can't tell people who made which one though, because there's like an inherent bias that comes from. Oh, picking. so like a blind resume. Yep. It has to be a blind okay. resume. Yep. Okay. I can do that. All right. As I was drawing this up, I tried to come up with big questions and you know, I actually went, I went back on something that I broke a rule last week on our pod. I said, the rule is when you come up with these questions, they have to come up in groups of three or five. I split the baby on that, and I did do four. I broke, the, I broke like, the, the journalism big question rule. I went with four big questions. Biggs, you're clearly not in marketing. All you have to do is, like, rebrand it a little bit. And for this sport, you have a perfect one. It's just the final four questions. The final four. Yes. <sighs> questions, 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 questions. Exactly. There you go. All right. Which question would you like first? The first question, the second question, the third question, or the fourth question? I want the first question that you're going to ask me. Okay. This is question number one, then. (laughs) It's not necessarily as much a team preview as it is a coach commentary. Coach Cal had a weird offseason. He, you could make the argument, is now the face of college basketball with Coach K retiring. Coach Cal had a weird offseason, though. How should Kentucky Nation feel about him as the man going forward? He's got the lifetime contract. Right, but he's done some weird stuff. They've is had, he a, rough, like, he's yeah, had a rough yeah. little season, a rough little is stretch. It... How do you feel about Cal? Is it actually a lifetime contract? Like I believe so. Okay, so uh, I don't think he's gonna be fired. So basically, the question is, how should Kentucky fans feel about Cal? That is the question. I'd be frustrated, and I think they are frustrated, Biggs. Why? Mostly two seed last year. Yeah. They're getting sick of the whole NBA ification, like we are. We are basically Kentucky fans, Biggs. And we also hate the NBA ification. We don't care about um, Kevin Knox going to the NBA and seeing how he does. Or uh, who's the point guard, the lefty point guard from a few years ago? De'Aaron Fox or Malik Monk or any of those guys being successful or – not successful or being average in the NBA. We literally don't give a shit. And I don't think they do either. We're not slaves so, to the mock drafts. No. 
And I respect that. I respect that they demand wins. And they're getting a lot of, you know, game wins each and every season, but they're not getting season wins, if that makes sense. Have you watched Friday Night Lights, the TV show? I have not, but tell me about it. So the second season, they hire, like, a different coach because, like, the main coach went to a college, but then eventually that main coach gets sick of the college coaching life and comes back to that high school. And they basically they do some shady stuff to get rid of the original coach that they literally hired, like, a month ago. Huh. Um, and one of the boosters is talking to that repl- that coach that has only been there for, like, a month, and he basically goes, we don't win games here. We win seasons. And I feel like that's kind of the mindset that Kentucky is getting that they don't want to win games anymore. Well, they do want to win games, obviously, but they also want to win seasons. And they year in, year in, year in and year out, they're either, you know, number one or number two in the recruiting rankings um, alongside Duke. But they're not getting national championships to show for it. I think that's well said. Not only are they not even, they're not getting national championships, but like they're not making like extended runs in the tournament lately. Mm hmm. I mean, they, they had, lost to St. Peter's last year. Here a few years ago, but like prior to that, prior to that, they had they had like in his early seasons at Kentucky, it was Elite Eight, Final Four, National Championship game, Final Four, National Championship game, Final Four, and like since 2016, it's been second round, second round, not getting to the tournament, second round, losing in the first round. They got to an Elite Eight here a couple years ago, but it feels like the like if we were doing like a trending up or trending down, doesn't it feel like they've been trending down for like three, four years now? Mm-hmm. And weird part is I think they did make kind of the right step a year ago. We talked like during the off season going into last year that he's kind of just doing a complete 180 on his strategy for roster building and not doing, you know, having seven, four and five star freshmen coming in every year. They actually were quite experienced um, a year ago. And that experience, like they're the same this year. Um, they have three seniors who figure to start: Severe Wheeler, Jacob Tobit, and Oscar Shibway. One of them being the National Player of the Year from a year ago. And it looks like they could very well fill out the rest of starting five with two incoming freshmen, two very highly rated incoming freshmen, and Kaysen Wallace and Chris Livingston, um, kind of at the wing spots there. So. It's kind of a nice mix for them this year where they have like that veteran experience, but also some possible superstar talent, possible like lottery picks for next year. So it's a nice mix for them this year. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. If we, if we were if we were gonna do our just Kentucky team preview, which we kind of just did, it does feel like they've got a great mix. You're right. Because you've got Shibway, who's probably the best center in the league. Severe Wheeler, who's maybe one of the best point he's probably I don't know if he's the best point guard in the SEC at the at the start of the season, but he's he's up there, right? And Taka, Toppin, Toppin is an okay, solid glue guy type. You bring in C.J. Frederick coming back from injury. He missed all of last year. He was supposed to provide some shooting for them. Kaysen Wallace is, a, is an elite-level defensive kind of five-star guard who can maybe give you some juice. I'll be curious to see if Livingston lives up to like the, the prospect status, because he is supposed to be just like a freak athlete, big and strong. You know, he's not a great shooter because most five-star freshmen aren't great shooters because they've never had to be good shooters. So, I mean, this Kentucky team is by, by a lot of, by a lot of preseason rankings, they're going to be like four or five, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're yeah. probably the favorite. I think, the SEC. well, they did release, was it AP yesterday? And they were fourth in that. Fourth. Yeah. Yep. So, 
expectations are sky high again. And it wasn't like Kentucky was bad. They were like, they were very, very good last year. Probably a very popular national title pick up until the very first night of the tournament when they lost to St. Peter's. So I, I think the expectation should be that you get to a final four or you go on an extended run here for this team. Yeah. And, you know, we mentioned sort of those starting possible starting five for them. Uh, you mentioned CJ Frederick. They have a, uh, guard coming over from Illinois State who averaged 20 points per game a year ago in Antonio Reeves. They have a couple forwards returning, Damian Collins and Lance Ware. Uh, wasn't Damian Collins like ridiculously high rated going into last year? Yeah, he was like a top 10 level dude too. So yeah. maybe he can take a maybe he can take a sophomore leap. He's well, he strikes me as more of an athlete than a basketball player though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he doesn't look like he actually plays basketball. It looks like he can just run and jump. And basketball is not just running and jumping. There's more to it than that. There is apparently. Don't don't tell the two four seven recruiting guys though. <laughs> and then uh, they have one other uh, top one hundred recruit this year. Here we go, uh, Uganda Onyenso. I bet that dude doesn't play. You don't think so? Why not? Because like at that point we're getting to like eleventh in the rotation there. Right, so and these teams. I mean, right. they're, they're probably going to play eight guys. You yeah. know. Yep. So. It really comes down to, is Shibuya healthy? He just had like a knee cleanup here not very long ago, which which would make me nervous. Yep. You know, if if he loses even a little bit, I mean, that's kind of a big deal, right? I mean, he was awesome last year, 17 points and like 16 rebounds. Can, can he replicate that? I doubt it. What do you think? What do you think is reasonable, though? Like 16 rebounds a game, he's just not. I, no. I don't like, see that. 12? Thir- I was going to say 13. Okay. Let's see. split the baby and say 12 and a half. Okay. Let's compromise and go 13. Perfect. Probably, probably what? 17 points and 12 and a half rebounds, something like that. And that's very good. Yeah, it now, is. And that's it. Let's see. He played, he plays a lot of minutes for someone that big, 32 minutes a game. He does. Um, and I, and I bet he still will. Yeah, absolutely. Why, Wheeler, why, why would you Wheeler ever take, take another out? jump? Who's that? Wheeler. They're going to need him to probably take another jump, maybe as a scorer. I mean, he's kind of a non scorer, which is. Yeah, but he just, averaged, I mean, he averaged 10 seven, a game, but like he's seven just assists a game a year yeah, ago, a, and he's a really good defender. I think he's a yeah. little bulldog. Yeah, but if he like if he get if he could get like his three point shooting percentage up, it was thirty percent a year ago. If he can get that up, um, and then just shooting the st- same amount of shots, he might be averaging thirteen instead of ten. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know. Um. So yeah, what's uh? uh so right, yeah. Next question. Let's hear it. Luckily, this team also falls into the tier that Kentucky belongs into, so we're kind of working our way through Tier 1. Perfect. Arkansas has been the last team standing each of the last two years out of the SEC. They've made back-to-back elite eights. Is Eric Musselman building a sustainable powerhouse down in Fayetteville? That's where they. That's where Arkansas is located, is Fayetteville, Arkansas. Great town. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Like When I think of sustainability, I don't think of – basically what they're doing here this year with the whole Kentucky model, essentially look like you look at their recruiting three, five stars, four, three, three, five stars, three, four stars, all top 100. Um, Those five stars are all within the top 15. It looks like you have Nick Smith coming in who figures he's like a very highly talented. He might, is he number one? Number one, oh, what? Third, the number one overall recruit? recruit. He's third according to ESPN. Yeah, he's, um, he's way up there. Yeah. So you have Nick Smith, Jordan Walsh, and Anthony Black, all, you know, top 15 guys. And you have three more guys who are probably, you know, 
anywhere from 60 to 100. So it's a loaded class. Yeah, it is a loaded class. And so, Nick Smith is supposed to be like the truth. The truth. Paul Pierce level. Was he the truth? I think that was his nickname, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, like, as far as guys returning, you have Devontae Davis. Um, you have that's actually, all they have record. Yeah, because like I see like a bunch of guys with like returning minutes per game. Like a lot of guys who played a lot of minutes a year ago, but like twenty plus points per minute. You have uh, these two must be twins, Makai and Mikhail Mitchell, coming over from uh, Rhode Island, who are both good players. Uh, both average about ten points per game. Eh. You have J- they started their careers at, at their Maryland, did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Went to Rhode Island. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you have uh, Trevon Brazil coming over from Missouri in conference transfer. Ricky Council from w- Wichita State. Ricky Council yep. is fourth. Is that weird having four generations of the same name? Like, is that planned? Like, with the first generation? Like, you have to name your son Rick- Ricky Council and then the next one and then the next one? Well, you know what they say. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Maybe maybe Could the be. first three Ricky Councils were all solid. Could be. Or maybe they were all like crap and we're like, no, we need to keep this. We need to, we're going to keep going with Ricky Council until one of us gets it right. So it's like the, it's like the youngest son where it's like you joke around with your oldest or youngest sibling where you joke around with the oldest and you're like, oh, our parents stopped when they perfected kids. And yeah. Yeah. So did your family do that? They certainly did not. (laughs) Cause mine kept going apparently. (laughs) (laughs) But no, as far, what was your question again? Sustainability? Yeah, is it a sustainable powerhouse? I mean, they've gone to back-to-back no. elite eights in, in in different kind of ways. You're right. Now, this team is different than – I mean, the rosters are wildly different every year. It is very kentucky E. Are they the new Kentucky? Maybe that's the way to question. They Maybe could be. And so in 10 years from now, uh, Razorback fans are going to be sick of the must bus and his antics of taking off his shirt but then losing in the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight – or not Elite Eight, or first round. If you keep stacking up Elite Eights, though, I mean, that would be pretty good. Yeah, but eventually, like, if you have, like, five Elite Eights in a row, I feel like it's us as Vikings fans. Um, you, granted, we, you You and I have never experienced a Super Bowl appearance, but, like, like 70-year-old Vikings fans, if we made it to the Super Bowl this year and then lost, they'd still be like, oh, that sucks. Oh, and five, yeah. Like, they, they wouldn't embrace it, but we would. It would be our first ones. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Yeah. We are getting way off track here. What do you think about them? I don't know. I have a, I have just like this inherent bias that if it's not Kentucky and Duke relying on freshmen, then it's not going to work. And I'm trying to think of other teams really over the course of like history that have done this. And like by history, I mean like recent history, cause this hasn't really usually been a thing, but yep. I mean, I feel like Memphis tried this right with the Didn't loaded work. with all the freshmen and it was a like, crashed and burned. Yep. And I feel like this is like the, this is like like Musselman's Nevada teams were totally transfer built. And now he's, he's like, he's like doing the transfer building thing in addition to like just the super throttle down on high level freshmen. So I, I just worry that it's just too much. You have like a 10 just, man just... rotation of almost, almost guys who have never played together before. The only two would be those twins. Yeah. And it's just, and it's like every single one of them, it, it's a little bit Texasy, right? Where everybody's new, everybody who played a, a big time role on their team that they were coming from. And I just, how do you, it's just hard to imagine. I mean, I guess you, you want as much talent as possible, but I, I almost wonder if they just have too many guys. Mm-hmm. I'm worried. I'm worried about like, what I would like this more. Like it, it's hard not to look at six incoming top 100 freshmen and just like, 
blow your load with excitement. It's like, whoa, six 100 guys. Like, that's one out of every 16. And you have three of the top 15 guys. Like, but I'm wondering if any, like, any of the three, the three four-star dudes, um, are they going to play at all? And then are they going to transfer? And that's the thing. Exactly. And that's, and that's the way I look at it. It's because you have too many guys. So are those freshmen going to play and they're just going to leave. And so you're just back to square one with trying to read, like you've gone, he went and he, he went shopping. It's like, he's like doing like an auction draft in fantasy football and he, he spent enough money. And then at the very end, he had like a bunch of left and he's like, yeah, I'll just keep adding more transfers. It's like, you have, you have too many guys now. And so I don't know. I mean, I I have a prediction. I think they'll be good. Okay. What's your prediction? One of those transfers, or not one of those transfers, one of those freshmen will be a mid-season transfer portal. Like they hit uh, Christmas break? I'm curious. Yeah. I didn't look at 247 to see like if any, if all three of them or any of them are from Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas, Texas, Texas. Nick Smith is from Arkansas. Right, but any of the any of like the bottom three guys? Uh, two of them. Darian Ford, Barry Dunning, and Joe Pinion. And then Pinion. the third one's Alabama, which aren't they bordering Alabama and Arkansas? Let's order. assume so. They both start with A, so that would make sense. Ge- ge- geography, yeah. They're both in the same tier in both of our tier lists, so it makes sense. Yep. Yep. All right, next question. Okay. Okay. This one's meaty. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go to the fourth question instead of the third question. I wanted you to answer. I, that's good because I wanted you to ask the fourth question. Okay, good. Ask. Yeah. The SEC had a very big tenny 2022 tournament. And I mean by that, Kentucky, two-seed, first-round loss. Tennessee, three-seed, second-round loss. Auburn, two-seed, second-round loss. Alabama, six-seed, upset in the first round. LSU, six-seed, upset in the second round. How did SEC bias infiltrate basketball discourse is my question. Say say that, how would? How did SEC bias the college football SEC bias? How did it infiltrate basketball discourse? So you're saying how did like the normal football bias infiltrate basketball in this case? Yeah. How, how has that become part of the basketball discussion? I think it's all marketing, Biggs. And think about is, the there coach- a, is the Big Ten media machine now the SEC media machine? It could be. Well, think about like the like the coaches in this league. Like they are characters and like marketable people. You think of Calipari, Eric Musselman, Nate Oates, um, Bruce Pearl. There's got to be more in there too, who are just very. I mean, those are some big knockers right there. You're exactly so right. like you LSU kind of coach from before Pete, before he got fired. Yeah, uh, Buzz Will Williams. Williams. Yeah, he's something like else. Like they, like you can turn on the t- like. There's times where you turn on a TV to watch a game, and you're like, I have no idea who this coach is. But half Jerry the team, exactly half the teams in this league. If you just turn on to an SEC game, you might know both coaches just by like you see their face, and you're like, oh, that's uh, Nate Oates. Frank Martin, he used to coach at South Carolina. He got fired, but he was the remember Frank Martin. That he, he had that video. He had that video clip where it's about parents, parents, and uh, not getting into coach's business if you're a parent. Like a like he a, really like went a, into like a youth athletics dad coach after yeah. his final four run, where they where he stopped basically trying to coach and just was like, I'm gonna be a counselor instead. Yeah. So to answer your question, it's that they are very no, well known coaches. That's why. It's the coaches like, are the, the play the the players come and go, but the coaches are going to stay there unless they get fired from year to year. That's true, and I think the media is afraid to. I mean, you see that you listen to some of these podcasts; these coaches that just bat the hell out of everything for every coach. They're like, "I think this firing, this hiring is going to work. This hiring is going to work too." 
There's no way this hire doesn't work. And it's like, guys, these coaches, some of these coaches are going to fail. It's okay to admit when they fail. You know what I mean? Yep. My dogs are getting fired up right now with all this SEC talk. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? Can you hear them just like sprinting yes. around? Yes. Our our many listeners can always hear your dogs. When I say I many listeners, noticed. I mean me, you, and your wife. I, well, not even not even her anymore. She's not even very good at <laughs> wifing. So, but I do hear I do hear melodies like every time I'm listening back to our pod. Like you know, we, we go back through the tapes. You know, we got yeah. we got to evaluate. Yeah. You can hear melodies like panting, her, uh, like her collar jingling. Oh yeah. Okay. I hear it so often. I'm like, oh, she must have got up and walked around. Oh well, God. it's ridiculous how much, especially for our listeners out there, how much I edit out of this when your dogs start barking ferociously. I'll probably leave it in earlier, but like, I edit out a lot of the barking. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. And right now they're just they're going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what to do right now. Just hey, put him back guys. outside. Put him back outside. Should put him back outside. You guys want to go yeah. outside? Let them run it off. You guys are going too crazy right now. Turn the pod. Go outside. Here. Hopefully Here. it's not too muddy in your backyard. Oh my god! They just like crashed into the door. <laughs> They're psychos. They're not usually like this. Wow. Oh uh, shoot! All right. What's your third question that you were originally going to ask? But it will be the fourth question. Okay, so the coaches are the characters. I think that was the answer to our last question. Did you have anything to add? No, I think you're probably right. The SEC bias, it's definitely in, it's it's infiltrated basketball discourse and I need the I need the Big 10 media machine to to launch like a return volley and take back take that back. Speaking of uh Big 10, did you see your Gophers got a big time like 7-1 recruit from California, not from Minnesota? Yeah, I know. Like he's probably like the equivalent of like a two and a half star recruit since he's not from here. That's true. Three stars from Minnesota are actually five stars in our heart. Five stars from other places are dead to us, and they're walk-ons. <laughs> Have you noticed though that he wears like glasses? He has like specs. Yeah. Really? I'm here for that. Like that's he immediately is like a seven-star recruit to me. Is he like a? Uh, is he like top 100? Yeah, he's like a five-star. I thought he's more four-star. Is he? A, is he? So he's a fringe guy. Well, now that he's going to Minnesota, he's probably a four-star. You're probably right. Let's see what ESPN he. Top 100. No, no, no. ESPN sucks. They're terrible. Four stars. Number 61. ESPN is the worst. We should create a site. You know how there's like kayak for like all like the booking sites? Let's have a a one where we just average out all the ranking sites. Well, I think 247 does do that. Do it. Damn it. There goes our million dollar idea. But we have, we have to continue potting because there goes our idea. Darn. Damn it. Sorry, listeners. Go on. Yeah, Dennis Evans, he's the number 31 recruit on 247. Damn, that's quite the difference. I like that number better. (laughs) Huh? Yeah? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, last question. This one's meaty because the SEC had a meaty offseason. Here we go. These are the new coaches taking over outposts in the conference. Matt McMahon coming over from Murray State. He is at LSU. Todd Golden, coming from San Francisco, he is at Florida. Chris Jans, coming over from New Mexico State, he is at Mississippi State. Mike White, parachuting out of Florida into Georgia, also upgrading because the football team actually wins. Dennis Gates, coming from Cleveland State, landing at Missouri. Missouri, if you're from the South. 
Uh, Lamont Paris coming over from Chattanooga, going to South Carolina. That is one, two, three, four, five, six new coaches. That's a lot. It is. That's almost half the league. I've got two questions for you. Oh, gosh. So you give me that much information to digest, which my answer is just going to be Florida because I think they have the best team. And now you surprise me and say, tell me there's two questions. There are two questions. Which coach will be the best in year one? Florida. Which coach will – okay, how about this? Which coach will exceed expectations the best in oh year one? Oh, my God. You're going to have to list off these coaches again, by the way. All right. And which coach will be the best long term? So let's say five years from now, which coach will look like the best? Okay. Okay. Here are the coaches again. Okay. Matt McMahon at LSU. Matt McMahon, LSU. Todd Golden at Florida. Okay. Chris Jans at Mississippi State. Okay. Mike White at Georgia. Okay. Dennis Gates at Missouri. Okay. Lamont Paris at South Carolina. You already said you think Todd Golden will have the most immediate success because Florida is the most set up for immediate success. Which coach correct. will exceed their expectations the best? That one still can be Todd Golden if you want. It could to. be, but that's boring to just pick the same one. You're right. Um, Realistically, John, we could cover all six coaches by just answering differently to each question. True. So, uh, no, there's only two questions. True. So if we answer differently, then that's four questions. answers. You, yeah. You're clearly an English teacher, not a math Well, teacher. if I decided to do a, a new coach one too, though. I'm just going to say LSU. They seem to just be like the most, like, as far as like schools you can actually get guys to go to, I think feel like it's LSU. You think they'll exceed expectations the best? Over time, over a long, like long term. Okay, this year, okay, okay. this year, low Florida. Sounds good. You yeah. think Florida will exceed expectations the best though? This, this year. I feel like you're going to disagree with me here. I'm trying to figure out in, in order to do this, I feel like we do have to have a good idea of rosters of rosters. Yeah. Or not rosters, but just like where our team's expected to be, you know, exceeding expectations is a matter of, well, let me pull up my field of 68 uh, power rankings here. Uh, let's see. Florida's kind of put it at six. Their power um, rankings were kind of bad though. A little bit. Well, cause who is it? We were talking about Wisconsin being at number 10 in the, in the big 10. Yeah, Doster um, did those ones. He's 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 a clown. Sometimes. He's kind of a troll. Have you noticed that? He yes. gets he gets into Twitter arguments. It's stupid. It's sad. Yeah. It's like we're living on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, LSU is at ten right now. So maybe I should do it the other way. Because LSU is lower, so by strategy they have higher to go this year. Where's Missouri? And, uh, thirteenth. I'm picking. I'm picking Missouri then to uh, exceed expectations the best. I have a feeling they're going to be actually decent. Okay. Because who's who? You said that Jans, Chris Jans. That's Dennis Gates. Dennis, you put my mind in a pretzel. I I still can't remember who the coaches are. That's Dennis so, but, Gates. He's coming from Cleveland State. He is a. He is a. Uh, he was a longtime Florida State assistant, so he is coming from the uh, what's what's the coach Leonard Hamilton coaching tree. Yeah. So, okay, so let's use this as our jumping-off point to get into the rest of the teams here. What do you like about Missouri? Uh, I like their roster. I, I like that they have a bunch of they have a bunch of new faces, so it is built on projection. But uh, 
I, I like the depth and I like the roster and I believe that one of their transfers, one of the, I believe in specifically one of the up transfers transfers. And that is uh, Isaiah. What the heck? Mo- Mosley. Well, Isaiah Mosley. He's almost coming from the same exact school. Yeah, exactly. He's not even leaving the state. I assume. Yeah. Well, no, he is leaving the state. He's, he's leaving, leaving the state, the state off. Yeah, he's leaving the state behind and going to the Missouri. Let's do this. Let's start with tier three. Then make us forget about your overrated crap football teams. We've got Missouri. Okay. Okay. They return. Yep. It's Dennis Gates in year one as the head coach. That's they bring not back an all conference guy and Kobe Brown. Stat stuffer. 12 and a half points, seven and a half rebounds, two and a half assists. He's six, eight, two fifty, kind of a point forward type. Ronnie DeGray coming back. Another rotation guy. They bring in the number two and three rated junior college prospects. Yeah. They bring in a top 60 recruit, small forward, Naden Shaw. And they bring in six solid transfers, I think. They're all up transfers, but I think I think a couple of these guys are going to hit. Isaiah Mosley, I think he's going to be I think he's going to be a stud. He was like a 20 a game guy at Missouri State. Um he was maybe the, was he the I bet he was the player of the year in the uh the Missouri Valley. Okay. He can put he can put it on people. Remember he was the guy who they play. They play like Loyola Chicago. He put over. He put forty something on. Wow. Who was who was Loyola's kid that was really good defensively? Williamson, Lucas Williamson. Williamson. Yeah, he put over forty on him. So, I think Mosley's gonna. I think he's gonna translate. Uh, they bring in Nick Honor, who was a starter at Clemson. Honor, I don't even know her. Very good. Very good. Right. <laughs> Demoy Hodge coming over from Cleveland State. He's a defensive ace. He averaged fifteen a game playing for Dennis Gates. Ooh. Trey Gomillion, 6'4", 200-pound guard. He was like a stat stuffer. 90 starts in three seasons at Cleveland State, a guy who has a ton of experience. Oh, can I guess who his coach was? Yes. Uh, Dennis Gates. It was indeed Dennis Gates. Okay, perfect. We have a we have a portal here. Okay. Or a, pipe, a then, pipeline, I mean. And then one of the other transfers who I'm, I'm curious to see if it translates, but I think it will, even though he's undersized, and that's Noah Carter. He's 6'6", he's like 235. He's coming over from Northern Iowa. He was like a 15 points... Six rebounds. He can handle it a little bit. He's like a face-up four-man. He's going to be undersized for that league, but I have a feeling he's going to be decent. I don't think it'll be 15 points a game, but um, I think I think we tend to, the two of us, I think one of our biases is that teams that have a lot of depth, we tend to like more. And I was thinking about this the other day, and I think I'm going to stop doing that, except for this team, because I do think Dennis Gates will be a guy that plays a ton of guys because, hey, it's Florida state and he wants to get up and press and trap, and that's going to be their, their style of play. I think that depth is going to help them. Um, I, I'm in. I think Missouri's going to be solid. I have them as, like, the seventh or eighth best team in the league. I think they're going to be solid. Wow. Okay. Does it ever concern you having this many of kind of that level of player? They have, like, you know, one, two, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven guys who are going to have to get used to a new style of basketball. Well, it's, it's every new guy that's going to have to get used to a new style of basketball with, with the coach, but especially you're right. Six transfers plus a freshman plus two Juco guys. Generally Juco guys don't come in and light it up immediately, right? There's mm-hmm. a, there's an ingratiating period. So that is something no doubt. And that's why I don't have them higher than like, I mean, I don't have them like top four. Right. I, I think they'll be I think they'll be like seven or eight because it is a really good conference. The SEC is we probably should have said this off the top. I mean, there's a really realistic chance the SEC is the best conference in the country this year. 
Yeah. And yeah, looking at possible. like looking at like the projected standings here, like you have like your kind of first your first three, your Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, then you have your next three, Alabama, Auburn, Florida. Everyone after that, I feel like it's just a crapshoot. I agree. I, like I seven through I fourteen agree. is just a crapshoot. I think Texas A&M, you can probably lump into that that first group. But we said that last year, remember? We said there was like kind of a, a it felt like a clear demarcation at at maybe seven. And then after that, it was a huge drop. I don't remember. I don't, looking back at the standings, I'm not sure if that's the case. It probably is. It might have even been more top heavy than we thought because like some of the teams like Florida was pretty bad. I just remember us arguing about Arkansas and Bama, who is the best. Yep. And we were, we were wrong. Yeah, who was the best? We also liked Auburn, though. Yeah. And yeah, Kentucky. And the teams that were good. <laughs> All our predictions were correct, is what we're trying to say. That's right, exactly. Remember, some remember, ones that weren't correct, it wasn't our fault, it was the team's fault. Exactly. I think it was in, like, December, we did, like, a revisit of our, like, sort of our conference previous see where we were right and where we were wrong. That was a fun one. We should do that again. We should. It was kind of like a little lull in December after all the preseason tournaments. We really should just focus on where we were right. Yeah. This would be a long pod. Uh, side question. When is a socially acceptable time during the season to bring back winners, losers, and forking them? You can't do it right away, right? No, you can't. Well, I mean, it's got to be a special kind of fork, right? True. I don't, I think, I think forking them is reserved for like probably like February. After the year. Second half of conference play. I was going to say after the new year. At law, at least. I mean, that's when conference yeah. play just starts. Right. I mean, think about, we probably would have forked Michigan before conference play started. True. So we, we gotta be, we gotta be more careful with our forks. It's dangerous forking a Wolverine. We shouldn't just fork anybody. True. You know, you should. Yeah. Really, really cherish those forks. True. Get to know them a little bit before you go and fork them. That's right. Yes. All right. Who are the other tier three dreams? All right. I got LSU, Texas A&M, and Mississippi State. LSU, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Who do I want to take? All three of those football teams suck balls. But because it's SEC bias, everyone thinks they're going to be good. LSU had quite the offseason where it didn't like everyone put their name in the transfer portal. I think they got like a couple of them to come back. One of my, yeah, one of my notes here, Adam Miller, he went from Illinois to LSU. He missed all of last year with an injury. Yep. When the coach was fired, he announced that he was thinking about leaving and then didn't. Did he ever take his name out of the portal, though? Ooh. Or did I he just let, let it lapse to where it expired and then it kind of, which really points to just not finishing stuff. So that's not good. No, it's not great. Yeah. What does that tell you about a, a young Adam Miller's character? He's never going to get and ones because he cannot finish it. He, he's no. only going to get fouled and have to shoot two free throws. From a from like a from like a meta perspective, like is he ever actually going to achieve happiness? Probably not. No, unless he scores. So, uh, yeah. And now's your LSU preview. I'm just kidding. Um, let's see. Looking at the team here, we mentioned Adam Miller who missed all of a year ago. Was it ACL? I think it was ACL. Yeah. Um, geez, they have a Murray State pipeline here, so. I would just put all those three as starters if I were them because they obviously know each other. Justice Hill, K.J. Williams, and Trey Hannibal. And we're going to um, figure out how good Murray State was last year. Could they have held up in a in a major conference league? I'm going to guess no. But they were very fun to watch a year ago. Um, and those guys, like, you know, Justice Williams, um, not Justice Williams. Um, sorry. I'm Big man? K.J. Williams? That's what I'm thinking of. Why do I, that name sounds familiar to me. 
KJ Williams. Probably because he played at Murray State. And he was the player of the year. He averaged like 19 and 9. Is that okay? But no, um, you know, a team that much like uh much like Missouri is relying on a lot of up transfers here. I do get a couple of uh top one hundred guys coming in, Tower Ward, Jalen Reed. Um, but no, definitely one of those more middle of the pack teams here, especially with the first year coach. Um I they're okay. Yeah, they're probably they're probably okay. I mean, I think yeah. I feel like we're gonna say this a lot. A lot of up transfers these teams are relying on. It's like is the, if the whole conference is relying on up transfers, maybe maybe we're just gonna figure out which Mitch Mitch mid major players are the best ones. You know, true. Um, I think KJ Williams is another up transfer though that can that will be pretty effective. I mean, he was he was the player of the year at Murray State. I mean, he is an offensive really dynamic offensive big guy who can who can who could step out to the kind of the mid-range area of the floor take guys off the bounce he's big and he's strong um and and really with the exception of Shibwe, there's not like a lot of bigs in this league where you're like oh my god how is he he's just going to get abused right it's not like he's going in the big 10 where it's against trace jackson davis and then it's zach ed and then it's uh you know uh coleman hawkins and then it's this guy and it goes on and on and on, right? I mean, the SEC doesn't quite have that kind of, you know, so you've got Colin Castleton and you've got, you got Shibwe. You know, I mean, Olivia, Olivia Kamwa is not going to strike fear into the heart of, of young KJ. So I think he's going to be okay. I'll be curious if Justice Hill can like man the point for them and be effective. Um, I think Trey Hannibal will be a useful like defensive piece, right? He's going to be a role guy. He was kind of a role guy at Murray State. He's just kind of a up the energy type. I I think what I think what'll be big for this team is if if Adam Miller can actually be what people kind of thought he was going to be, right? I mean, he looked like you watched the maybe his first game at Illinois and you're like, "Holy shit, this guy's going to be the next like stud." Then he left Illinois. He really wasn't great as a freshman. He was supposed to be kind of a, a breakout guy last year. And then he got hurt. So, we'll see. I mean, can can Adam Miller be like a a legitimate 12 to 15 point a game, you know, dynamic perimeter player. Cause if he can't, if he can, I think this LSU's team ceiling is pretty high. If he can't, I don't know. It's just another team. Yep. Right, who else we got in this tier? I know you said Mississippi state was one of them. Mississippi state, Chris Jans, his first year as head coach coming over from New Mexico state. Chris Jans has some coaching chops. I would not be surprised if Mississippi state, is one of those teams that is consistently pretty good going forward because of Chris Jans. He is a he is a legitimately really good coach. He had some weird he had some weird thing like in his in his past where he was a previous coach like I don't know how long it was like a really long time ago where he got in like some sort of domestic uh, he got in like a bar fight or something I think and so that that kind of held him back for a while uh, but he turned New Mexico State into a powerhouse so I, I don't think coaches in the whack are upset that he's gone. He looks like someone who would get into a bar fight, to be quite honest. Doesn't he, though? He kind of looks like a bit of a car salesman. <laughs> he, he looks like a like he, uh, Yeah, you, you go into a used car dealership. He's right at the door. What are you looking for today? Or no, not, not even this, worse. Right? Or even worse. You know, like you drive through a car lot, just look at, looking at cars. Like the he's chasing you car. down. Yeah, he's like pounding on the window. What do you want? What do you want? Isn't that the <laughs> worst fucking thing about car shop? It's like, get out of here. I just want to shop without you staring at me. I had it like a year ago. I go to look at cars and I just step outside for a second. Just, I just want to see the, like the price and, and like the interior of the vehicle. It's ridiculous. And then, and then go. And someone basically sprinted to me. It's maddening. Yeah. It's awful. 
I hate it. It's like nothing makes me want to jump in my car and stop car shopping. Like I already hate car shopping. So mm-hmm. you irritate me even a little and I'm out. Yeah. No, here's a team bigs. Like they have a lot of I see one, two, three, three grad must be grad transfers. Uh retro senior, two seniors, junior, junior, another retro senior. This is a ridiculously experienced team. It is, and they bring back, I mean, they bring back enough, they bring back three, like, main rotation guys, so it's not an entirely new team, right? I mean, Tolo Smith is is maybe one of the better bigs in the conference. He was, like, a 14-point-a-game. He's kind of a face-up big guy who can who can go eat your buckets, right? He's not bad. Uh, DJ Jeffries and Shaquille Moore were both, like, 20 to 20, to like, 25 to 30-minute-a-game guys on the, on the perimeter. So they bring back a couple of solid pieces. Um, but then again, there's two more, or they have a whole basically roster full of up transfers after that. Yeah. You have Deshaun Davis coming from Oregon State, average double figures. Tyler Stevenson, Southern Miss, um, average, where am I at here? 15 points per game, eight boards as well. At yeah, the he basically average 14 and seven, three straight years yeah. for Southern Miss. So very, uh, very consistent. So maybe he could just consistently stay even though he's up transferred. Uh, you have two more guys who average. 30-plus minutes per game a year ago at their prior school. Eric Reed and Jamel Horton, where they come from? I see Reed's Southeast, Missouri, from Southeast State. Missouri State. He shot 45 and 35% from three the last two years. So that's a dude that can yep. potentially provide some shooting. Horton also shot 35% a year ago from three. Yep, good uh-huh. playmaker as well. So You're convincing me on this team, Biggs. I, I, I think this is another team that Chris Jans at, at New Mexico State was consistently like a – Let's play nine, ten guys. Like he was, he was, he was, he was another guy who would get a lot of dudes into the rotation. So uh, this team has good depth. I mean, again, you're relying on a lot of up transfers, so it's going to be challenging. But that was a thing that he proved that he could do with New Mexico State is win with a bunch of dudes that weren't like highly recruited, highly rated guys. And you're not getting a lot of that kind of talent at New Mexico State anyway. But he showed he could really do it well with a lot of junior college type kids and and a very transient kind of roster. I kind of like, I kind of like the pieces here. They have a lot of, they have a lot of defensive pressure potential. They've got a big guy in Will McNair who's coming over from New Mexico state. Who's like a defensive anchor type. He's just going to be a screen setter and and play defense type. Um, And then another thing Jan's always had at those New Mexico state teams was like, they had like two or three guards that would, they would just put the ball in their hands and let them make plays. If you have multiple playmakers and, and a lot of physicality, I think there's a chance that this team's frisky. Maybe not great, but I think they're but I think they're frisky. All right, who else we got? All right, last team in this tier is Texas A&M, and I have a hard time leaving this team. I think Texas A&M probably belongs in the tier above them, um, but I think they lose just enough guys from last year's team. And last year's team really wasn't great. You know, like they were they were. Remember, they got to the SEC championship game out of nowhere, and they still didn't make the tournament. And if, and it felt like during the SEC tournament, like everyone was like, "Man, put Texas A&M in, put them in the tournament, you cowards!" And then you look at the resume, and it's like, "Ooh, actually, it's not that great." So, I think they have a chance. I love Buzz Williams; he's one of my favorite coaches in the entire country. I I, I love his teams. I love the style they play, the tenacity that that they always seem to kind of play with. Um, and I do love a couple of these dudes. I mean, Tyrese Radford. Remember him at Vatech? He yep. was awesome. He he was. He- I think he's averaging like 16 or 17 before like two years ago. He got suspended for a little bit, but he was like their leading scorer. I want to say before he got suspended, either him or Aluma. So if he could have stayed with it, he's just um, a bulldog. Yeah. 
And um, I also see like they're not really relying much on up transfers. They do get some sideways transfers. Kalen Robinson, Arkansas, Julius Marble from Michigan State. Um, really no, and like doesn't look like they're gonna be relying much on fr- incoming freshmen either. So another more experienced team. Um, this Dexter is an Dennis inter- from Wichita was a good player too. He's back. I or see. He's, uh, he's over. I see Henry Coleman who. Uh, uh, his prior team would never play him, and then he leaves them, and he averages double figures last year. So that's pretty cool. Yep, good for him. You always love to see uh, somebody be rewarded for making good choices. That's true. That's true. So no, solid team. And like, like I said, this is an area where you know we're just in that sort of mishmash of teams that could be in that bubble watch late in the year. Um, if I put the over under, so I feel like there's kind of like six that we kind of agree on. Let's go over under. Seven and a half tournament teams. I'll take the under. I feel like six or seven feels safe. Okay. I'd probably go over. I'd probably go over. That's a good question. What was the last year? We had Kentucky. We had Arkansas. We had Tennessee. That's three. Bama, Auburn. That's five. LSU was six. I think they had six last year. Let's see how I find a quick Google search on that. Florida didn't make it. Eight. They had eight? Yeah. We've got three seed Tennessee, four seeds Kentucky LSU, uh, five seeds Bama Auburn, nine seed Arkansas, 10 seed Florida, 11 seed Mississippi State. That's projections. What about last year? Was it projections? Yeah. Florida wasn't a 10 oh, seed. Oh, it, do, it does say in, it says in Lenardi's latest bracketology. I just saw that part. Uh, let's try this one. Well, I mean, Kentucky made it. Arkansas made it. Tennessee. I know. Six. Bama, six. Yeah. Six. Okay. Okay. I apologize for being stupid. You're, you're not stupid. You're okay. amazing. All right. So let's see. Did we get through that tier? Yeah, kind of. Perfect. Where should we go next? Let's do the crap tier. At least your college towns seem cool. Okay. Let's start with Ole Miss. That's located in Oxford. Their Oxford. coach is uh, – what's their coach's name? He's the guy uh, – oh, man, he's got a funny name. He's coming over from – he came over from Tennessee, Middle Tennessee. Kermit. Kermit That's Davis. That's a great name. Did There's you see – Kermit. Did you see the video of uh, Eli Manning dressing up and pretending to be a walk-on at Penn State? At, like, I heard about it. I heard it was great. It's a good one. So his name is like Chad Powers. <laughs> And so, like, and he's like, he plays it off so well. Like, they like practicing their forties, and like, he's like talking to himself to channel his inner speed as he's running his forty. <laughs> it's so funny. Does he run like a sub six second forty? Maybe it's close. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I know about Ole Miss. Yeah, I, I know that they're they were bad last year, and I think they're going to be bad again this year. Uh, do we have to talk about any more? That's why I've got them. I think as my second worst team in the conference. They do have four guys returning who average like twenty plus minutes per game, um, thirteen and nineteen from a year ago. So like sometimes having all those guys come back is not a good thing. Maybe just let them leave and re- and just replenish entirely. I like Jamin Brakefield. He's a he was a he's another Duke defector. I always I always have a soft spot for Duke defectors. Um, <laughs> And he had a he had a decent little season last year. He had like eight points a game. He was pretty efficient. I'd be curious if he takes a step. I remember watching him as a freshman at Duke, thinking like, 
this dude is going to be really, really good in like two years. He's going to be a junior for some Duke team that's relying on fucking freshmen. And like, he's going to be like the annoying, he's going to be like the annoyingly good upperclassman that just frustrates you. Marshall you don't even think about him. And then he just left because you know what? He's like, you know what? I don't need this in my fucking life. Yep. I'm going to live in, and, I'm gonna go live in Oxford and be, you know, happy. Instead of living and I feel like it takes a full year to actually like distance yourself. Off you. Yeah, exactly. Distance yourself from Duke enough to where there isn't that, um, like that lingering smell, essentially. Yep. Duke is like the smell it's of like a how bonfire. How many showers? Really? How many it's showers like, do you think it takes to wash exactly. the Duke coffee? Duke is like the smell of bonfire when you're going to bed at night after sitting outside the bonfire. You know what I mean? And like you can't. Except Duke it. sucks and bonfires are awesome. Exactly. So, all okay. right. That was next camp. team. Smalls. Yeah. <laughs> Who do we have next? Because like, what was there four tiers in yours? So we're basically on the final tier. Well, we've got another tier to go, but that's okay. Do you want to talk about the best college football team in the country? Uh, Tennessee. I, they, I saw. They, I, I saw they just for some bullshit there. I saw they just beat Bama, and like people are outraged at the fans for being idiots. People are outraged at like the Tennessee fans. Like there's videos of like them just cussing out Bama fans as they're leaving oh. and stuff like that. I like how they threw the goalpost in like the river or something. Yeah, fantastic. And apparently they they started like a crowdfunding thing to pay for the new one. It was pretty cold that they started playing in the stadium. They played uh, Dixieland Delight too. That was that was great. That was a good scene. Yeah. But uh, actually, the best college football team in the country is Georgia. So, oh okay. Uh, right. know, I guess we're not talking Tennessee White. right now. Not Tennessee. No, we're talking Georgia right now. The Dogs. Okay. So uh, they're gonna be pretty bad you... too, though. Just like the football team. Gotcha. Dude, <laughs> too far. I wouldn't do this if you didn't constantly try and get me into the fandom. I, I don't need to get you into the fandom. I know you're already in the fandom. Exactly, that's exactly my part right there. You just admit that you're in the fandom. You like good teams, so do I. Yeah, the Vikings. You like teams that play defense. They have an adorable dog for a mascot. Their basketball team is going to be sucky, though, so hopefully their football team is playing into like early January because... No one's going to want to pay attention to their basketball team. Actually, their basketball team was horrendous last year. Right? Didn't they go? They went one and seventeen in SEC play. Their one six, win was over six Alabama. and twenty-six overall. Um, yeah. Honestly, yeah. they haven't deserved to have the airtime that we've already talked about them. So it's let's so move true. On. You're right. Okay. You want to talk about their defense though? They've got a bunch of five stars. Looks like they're solid. Are you back on football? Yeah, I'm done with football now. Okay. Uh, who do we have left? Vanderbilt. Yeah. Vanderbilt, uh, baseline team. Is their coach. My note is I heard something about um, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife. He doesn't like Scotty Pippen, apparently. Apparently not. Scotty Pippen's ex-wife is sleeping with Michael Jordan's son now, apparently. I have that note in my mind. That's a really random thing to know. Cool. I know. Yeah, that's my note on Vanderbilt. I was listening to uh, to Titus and Tate the other day, and I think some some one of them was was basically coming to the conclusion that we live in a culture where we know way too much about where other people's penises have been. <laughs> and I was like, God, that that is so valid. Yeah, I anyway. see. They have Liam, Liam Robinsons now, or that, they had him last year too. How he do you feel about that? Last year though, did he? Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. Like, remember we were kind of thinking like, man, maybe Vandy can be frisky next year. That was built on this idea that Scottie Pippen was like the player of the year in the league, which I don't think he was anywhere near as good as 
it could have happened had he just had because they had to rely on him so much. You he know? was gonna, but he was supposed to go nuclear, and then Robbins was supposed to be like awesome, and Robbins basically didn't play at all. So it's fitting because he was he was supposed to be the Robin to Scotty Pippen's Batman. Which yeah, that that was just bound to fail. Yeah. All right. the uh, The last team in this low tier is South Carolina. I think they're going to be god awful. Aren't they always? Have, or I suppose they they made a Final Four a year ago. Um, who's like they had like a top draft pick off that team, didn't they? Who is that? Uh, they Who made it in twenty seventeen, the year Carolina beat Gonzaga in the championship. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who were the guys? They have a. It's one of one of the dudes. Oh man, one of the dudes actually plays for the Wolves now. He just signed with like a like a two way contract with him. He's like a swing. I man. need to find this out. I can't remember the kid's name. They had they had two really good dudes on that team. Uh, Sindarius Thornwell. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay, they had and then Thornwell, uh, PJ Dozier. P- PJ Dozier. Chris Silva is another name I remember. Huh? Chris Chris Silva is another name I remember. Oh yeah, he's in the league. I think he yeah. plays a little bit for like Miami or something, maybe. Yeah. Um, um, just looking at this, I see me. They have, they have some good names here. Meaty Johnson. I liked um, him at Ohio state too. He's an Ohio yep. state transfer. I thought he was going to be pretty good. He kind of broke my spirit when he decided to transfer from Ohio state. I was like, the transfer portal is ruining college hoops. That's who, that's who did it for me was Michi Johnson. Yep. Uh, so. Chico Carter is another name. Okay. I'm here for that. Um, and then like this person is kind of dead to me a little bit. Um, he clearly doesn't want to win. Um, he went to the wrong Carolina. That is Gigi Jackson. I, I have I have a thought. I don't think Gigi Jackson. I think Gigi Jackson made the wrong decision too, going to South Carolina. Um, but here's the thing. I think that we're. I think we may have dodged a bullet, John. What is the best thing? You always tell me what's the best thing about freshmen. They're not supposed to be high school seniors right now because they reclassified. Or no, they they're supposed to be a high school senior right now because they reclassified. Yeah, that's it. The best thing you always say about freshmen is that they become sophomores. Oh, that's it. The second best thing about freshmen is that they used to be high school seniors. But this one still is. And he's not going to be ever. He's never going to be a high school senior. No. He 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 no he he doesn't get to, he won't be a college a college sophomore because he's going to go to the NBA. And he wasn't a high school senior. You're missing the two best things about GG Jackson. Who is the best? Who's like the most you, successful reclassified guy so far? Would you say? Um, I would need a list off the top of my head. I think Anthony Edwards was a reclass. Okay, but I mean, and, was, and when was, I say that, I'm saying like six, continued success even in, into the NBA. So like, the first like really big reclassified freshman that came into my mind was Marvin Bagley, and he's kind of been a bust. Yeah, he's just a he's just a guy in the NBA. Exactly. Like Anthony spoke- Edwards is up there. Um, there were some other ones I'm trying to think was, I know Duke's had a ton of them. Tatum wasn't a, yeah. a reclass. Cause they I basically say, we don't care about your future. We want you here now. Um, so we can fill a scholarship who they had a point. No, guard I, don't, a year, I don't even think it's that. Ago. I don't think the player cares about their now because they just want to hurry up and get to their future. They want to get to the NBA faster so they can get that second contract faster. Yeah. That's Derek Thornton. That's Derek Thornton. That's the guy I'm thinking of. He went to, he was terrible. Who? He went to PAC 12 after that. I went to like USC maybe. Yeah. Uh, but oh. no, it's like one of those things where it seems like 10% maybe of reclassified guys actually end up having a solid NBA career. Yeah. It actually goes the way they want it to. Right. 
Yeah, so I, I, just, I just think I just think Gigi Jackson's going to come in with this ridiculous hype, and I mean that's you you you're using that that field of sixty eight kind of preview to to help you kind of guide your way through. That's the reason Doster ranked them high is because Gigi Jackson, he's an NBAification nerd. Doster, how, how, only I don't even know how high they put them. I want to see now. They put them at like ten. They're going to be terrible. Eleven actually, but so like, he, trash. he has them ahead of Georgia, Missouri, Vanderbilt. So I think Missouri, we can both agree, Missouri should be ahead of them. What about Georgia and Vanderbilt? Yes, both of them should be. South Carolina's be awful. So you think South Carolina is the worst? Yep. Okay. Okay. And I don't think Gigi Jackson's going to be a great college player. I think he'll be a high pick, but I don't think he's going to be a great college player. Okay. I don't think his That's game is like advanced as like a. He's not ready to come in and be an alpha on a college team. I remember seeing a couple videos of him in the offseason, and I kind of thought the same when I saw. Uh, you remember Nasir Little? Yeah, he's just big and athletic, and he's going to win I remember, the, the 247 rankings. Because I remember he was like number two in a Sierra Little in his class, and I remember watching videos, and I'm like, he looks a little like his – a little uncoordinated. Like his arms and leg, like his arms and legs aren't matching what they should be doing together, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, you know I, I, I mean? can see that. Does that make any sense to you at all, or am I just – my my guess is what they did is they saw him. He's the guy who wins the layup line because he's six nine. He's what two twenty. He's a, he's a big, strong looking kid. He's very advanced looking for a seventeen year old. And so they're like, hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're we're not there. They they don't the recruiting rankings don't project out if a guy's gonna be good in college. They they look at things through the NF like the NBA lens. And so Gigi Jackson is a high level NBA prospect. I don't. I, I just think I. I would not be surprised if he's like a like a twelve or thirteen, fourteen point a game guy as a freshman, and he just makes no impact though. Okay, that's fair. So yeah. All right, where are we at now? Did we ever talk Florida? No, we got to talk tier two. That's okay, the get the vibes back tier. Okay, so Florida, uh, Texas A and M. Is that all? Florida, Auburn, and Bama. Tier two. Yeah. Who's here? One. I'm getting so lost. Florida, Auburn, Bama. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. I see. I see. So who do you want to go with first? Get the vibes back. Let Let's start with Florida. You seem to like Florida. Yeah. That seems to be your squad. Tell me why you like Florida. I liked watching San Francisco a year ago. Um, in the three games I watched them, mostly because they had some sweet names on that team. Um, Colin Castleton comes back 16 and nine from a year ago. He might big fan of Colin Castleton. He's like, if Oscar Shebe wasn't there, would he be the best big man in the league? Yes. Okay. So very good player to start off with there. Um, you have, I'm just looking here. And, but as far as like returning guys, there's not a ton outside of that. Like there's Marion Jones. I'm trying to figure who, where he was. Was he like Georgia a couple years ago? He was at Penn state. Penn state. That's way off. Um, he averaged eight points per game last year. They get Kyle Lofton coming over from St. Bonaventure, which talk about a disappointment of a team a year ago, St. Bonaventure. But, um, this guy, he averaged 38 minutes a game last year. So a minutes eater for one, also 12 points and six assists per game. Um, not very good from deep. Um, and I'm looking further at just that three point percentage line. There's not a much shooting here. I feel CJ Felder at 38%. Um, so that, that might be a problem. It's kind of What's a depth that? piece. Right. But like that's my point is like you look at like their main rotation guys, I see a lot of like twenty percent and low thirty percent as far as like three point like perimeter shooting. So where where does the perimeter shooting come from is my point. Yeah, I I, I don't think they're gonna have it. 
So yeah. I don't know if it's I, I like Todd Todd Golden. I don't think this is gonna look like a lot like that San Francisco team that he had last year, though. But I still like, like they, don't, they don't have the two dynamic guards anywhere near like the the San Fran team did. I, I think it'll be a different team in that I mean, like the, the Mike White Florida teams that had success, and you could argue whether or not it was a successful run for him. I don't think it was. But they would win games because they would just they would put a bunch of dudes that were like really good athletes out on the floor and they would play great defense. And they would always show like every Florida game, they would show like the the graphic of like what the kid looked like as a freshman. And like, he was like, you know, skinny. And then what they looked like when they were like a senior and they were just like jacked out of their minds. <laughs> and like, that's, I feel like that's, that's what I associate with Florida every year is like the dudes that start out skinny and then they're just monstrously ripped because I, I don't know that, well, they invented Gatorade at Florida. So imagine what else they can do to your body. Like, Amazing. Steroids. You're saying you know, steroids. Probably, probably. Yeah. And then you drink Gatorade with it. So it helps. Um, but you've got Kawasi Reeves back. He's a six, six sophomore. I think he's a breakout candidate. He's a good athlete. Not a great shooter. Great, great name. Kawasi. Yeah, it is. Kawasi. Almost like Kawasaki. Kawasaki. I'm not really sure how to say that, but yeah. Another great name. Jason Jatobo. Depth front court guy. I don't think he's going to play a ton, but no great. name. Um, I do like Kyle Lofton. I actually really like Will Richard too. He's the six, five kind of swing man who came from Belmont. He was a freshman at Belmont last year. And um, out of all the Belmont guys, he looks like the one to me, like his just is like watching him play and the way he moves. Um, he looks like a guy that'll translate to the sec, whether or not that's this year right away uh, or in the future. I think he's going to be a really good player eventually. He's another dude who provides some shooting. He was like a 40% three-point shooter as a freshman at, at Belmont. So wouldn't surprise me if he plays a big role. You're asking you're asking a lot, though, from a kid to go to the Ohio Valley Conference to to the SEC. That that feels like a bridge too far in maybe one year. Maybe. But they also bring in Trey Bonham. He's a floor general point guard. He's also coming from a military college. So I feel like floor general applies really nicely. He's coming from VMI. So floor, floor general bottom. So yeah, do, do what you will with that. Yes. I don't know. I've got them in, like I said, I've got them in tier two. So like, I'm not in love with them, but I also think that there is a chance. I feel like they've got a high floor, <laughs> Florida. Get it. <laughs> Good. And I think they'll be okay. Okay. All right. Tell me who we got. We have Auburn and Texas A&M. Who do you like more? We do not have Auburn and Texas A&M. We have Auburn and Alabama. Darn it. I'm getting lost here. You're all about Texas A&M. We already talked about Texas A&M. Did we talk about Texas A&M? Yeah, they've got the guy from Duke. Remember who left and made good That's decisions? That's right. Yeah. No, great decision. Yeah. Yeah. Love to see. You talk about Texas A&M. I'm kidding. You see, what happens is I'm crossing off names on my sheet here as we talk about them, but I must have just forgotten. Fair enough. Yes. So, who do you like? Auburn, Bama. Is that who we're talking about? Yep, I like Bama more, but I think they'll both be good. That's fair. Uh, kind of both teams that uh, were disappointing at least one time or another. Like Bama kind of came on late, and Auburn was very good early and in the midseason then kind of struggled late. Yep. Um, so do with that as you will. Who was – was it Katie Johnson who you were doing your assist to shots? No. Yes, I have that stat. He took 345 shots last year, and he had 53 assists. Quite the stat. <laughs> uh, and it's amazing. Like when, that, when you think of that, you – Imagine some a decent amount of points per game, like almost ridiculous, but you see 12. You see 38% from the field, 29% from three. Did you know he didn't even take the most shots on their team, though? Wendell Green. 
Wendell Green took 32 more shots and he played less minutes and came off the bench. Like, is that a problem for them? Maybe. I mean, it's probably not a great thing. Although I think those two guys will lead them in shots again this year. So oh, depending okay. on, I guess if you want to look at it glass half full, it's that Katie Johnson came from a losing downtrodden program in Georgia and, and Wendell Green came from the OVC. We we're just talking about Chris Richard making that jump. Wendell Green successfully made the freshman to sophomore jump from Eastern Kentucky to Kentucky, or not Kentucky, to Auburn. Um, they're now in year two of that system at Auburn. So do you think maybe have we seen the worst of those two guys and, and like the glass half full is maybe they'll get better? Could be. Or do you think they just are what they are? I think they are what they are. Like they're always going to be jacking up shots. Um, I also just noticed. Um, do you think there's a Jalen Williams? Do you think like they're just going to toss in former Arkansas Jalen Williams and try and have him pass as their Jalen Williams? That'd be and a the big Santa Clara Jalen Williams. There were two first round picks named Jalen Williams last year in the NBA draft. Yep, they do get one of our favorite kind of mid major players, kind of almost because it's a great name, um, but also because he's very talented. Johnny Broom coming over from uh, just across the river here from Fargo. I want you to. I want to. I want to make sure something is known about this Johnny. This young Johnny Broom. There's only Am one I, N in his first name. Yeah, you would think there'd be two. Right. There's only one N. So, what do you make of that? What if the H when they're like doing the birth certificate, the H was supposed to be an N, but it's just terrible spelling. Like, would that make more sense, J O N N I than J O H N I? Yeah, that would. I think that's okay. actually a really good catch. I think you're probably right. And that's why I teach English is because someone needs to, to educate these young people how to write correctly. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'd say like this is going to be a team. Like, like we have them properly classified in that tier two. Um, I think so too. I think they're about that same level as a Florida. Like they have more talent on paper, I think. But when you have Katie Johnson and Wendell Green just jacking up shots whenever they want and shooting over only like mid 30 field goal percentage. Um, you're going to run into problems. I think so too. I, I, I think, I think I believe in them getting better. I'm like not a hundred percent in on that. I think I'm like 65% sure we saw the worst out of those two. I think, I think at least one of those guys gets a lot better this year. Okay. And if that's the case, I mean, I do, th- I, you're right though. I do think there's going to be games where, Maybe it's like this. Maybe maybe if KD Johnson and Wendell Green last year played 10 games, they probably shot their teams into four of them, shot their teams out of three of them, and were kind of neutrals in three of them. You know what yep. I mean? I'm kind of making up stats right. as I go, but you get the you get the idea. Yep. Maybe this year, instead of shooting their teams into four games and shooting them out of three, maybe they shoot their teams into four and shoot them out of one or two instead of three. Maybe the consistency is just a little better. I, I think that's maybe what I'm what I'm banking on out of those two guys. And you know what I mean? Like I'm guessing they maybe get a little better on the margins. And then here's here's maybe the X factor for them is 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 Alan Flanagan. Are we gonna get 2021 Alan Flanagan pre Achilles injury where he averaged 14 a game and was like maybe the best player on that team aside from who was the point guard who came back and joined them at like midseason was just like dynamo. Remember that a couple years ago? At Auburn? Yeah, they had like a little point guard. He played like he played like 12 games, and then he got hurt. He was suspended for the first handful of games, came back, was like 20 points, 9 assists. I can't remember the kid's oh, name. Oh, I, I found it. Sharif? Cooper. Yeah, Sharif Cooper. Yep. 
It's kind of a lost uh, Auburn season. But Alan Flanagan lost in that lost Auburn season. It was Alan Flanagan was pretty good until he got hurt. And then last year, he just was nowhere near the same guy. Um, coming Reports coming out of Auburn are that he is closer to being that guy that he was in 21. So maybe he takes a jump. Maybe not a, maybe not a, maybe he take, what's bigger, a leap or a jump? Jump. Okay. Maybe Definitely he takes a, a leap then. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe he, maybe he takes a smaller leap and he's better. That's fair. And then I, I do think their front court's good too. I mean, I like Brown, I like Broom, I like Jalen Williams, Dylan Cardwell. They're both kind of back as rotation guys, and then they bring in a five-star freshman big man, Johan Treor. Yeah, no, very solid roster, and yeah, just it's a team that like if all the pieces actually like fit, and like you have three or four guys to make that. Jump, not leap, but jump. Whoa. It could be like a top three team in the conference instead of a top five, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think the ceiling is there for them to maybe be like 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 last year's Auburn team. They don't have a Jabari Smith, but I think there's a chance that they could be the team that... I mean, Bruce Pearl has... I mean, at some point we need to give this man some respect. I mean, he has had Auburn contending in the conference a lot in the last like four or five years. I don't think there's a reason why you can't do it again. Yeah. All right. So I did make sure to cross off both of my Auburns on my sheet because I had them in two separate tiers, if you remember. Did you cross off Texas A&M? I did. I, okay. By my count, I think we only have two teams because we talked talk about Kentucky right away. Yes, um, we did. We just have Alabama and Tennessee left, I believe. That is correct. Okay. Which one do you like more? Tennessee. I do too. Although Bam- Bama I just like keeps – Bama- Bama's like the girlfriend who keeps coming back, but then they just keep cheating on you and disappointing you. And then God, she's hot though, right? Like she's yeah. smoking hot. Yeah. But then they just, so you just can't yeah. quit her. And the Tennessee exactly. is like that girl who's like, take home to mom. She's just rock solid. You know exactly what you're getting. I think that's an apt comparison. Yeah. But I'm still going to text that one girl. You up at like one forty-seven. I'm going to go Kevin <laughs> on the bit. <laughs> oh, shoot. But they have a lot of guys returning. They have, Three, four, four seniors are returning. Uh, two big men in Euros Plasic, uh, Olivier Kamhau. Kamwa. Kamwa. I looked up how to say this. Yeah. I said uh, so- Wu a couple days ago, <laughs> and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> uh, Santiago Vescovi. I believe that's the right um, emphasis in the Vescovi. Yeah. It's not like Vescovi, it's Vescovi. See, I'm and from Viscota, so I can say Viscola. Yep. And then uh, Josiah Jordan James, um, all part of the rotation a year ago. They also have Zakai Ziegler, who was. That's the guy you liked. Remember that? Yeah. Well, when they played North Carolina a year ago, he was just in the face of every guard. Actually, I'm just going to say every player that touched the ball for North Carolina. Like, I'll he say would just go. Zakai Ziegler stand. He would just go to every single. Um, North Carolina player who had the ball and just be pressuring and then and then they'd pass it and then he'd go to the next one and just go and, until he would get a steal. Small but mighty. Yeah. Five nine, eight point eight points a game. He's the ultimate just like a little bulldog out there. You know, he was like a like, he was like a sub two hundred level recruit and was just awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's not very often you see alliteration with the letter Z, so that's cool too. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um I don't I like this team. They do have a very highly rated freshman incoming in Julian Phillips, uh, top fifteen guy there according to ESPN, not twenty four seven. You know, if I were to put 
like a ranking on them. You know, we talked about Kentucky. We talked about who's the other really? Who's he? Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, I feel like it's not really a high ceiling team, though. I'm not sure. I feel like they're more of a medium sized ceiling, low floor to where I think like three is where I would pencil them in at. But I'm all, it's like I'm almost guaranteeing them at number three. I agree. I know. I have saying. Yeah, they have they have a very high floor, not a super high ceiling. I don't see them being lower than like a five seed in the tournament because they're going to pile up wins. They're always going to play good defense. It's it's sometimes like last year, the last few years, it's the Rick Barnes teams. Their offenses just kind of get stuck in mud sometimes. Remember the game they played last year against like Texas Tech and it was like 44 to like 42 in overtime. It was just disgusting basketball and neither team could make Great a basketball. Great basketball. I love it. Yeah, I, and I like good defense. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes it's like, wow, can we, sometimes we have to be able to make a shot at some point, you know, and. Uh, they had hard times with that at times last year. I do believe the offense has a chance to be pretty darn good, though. I mean, like Ziegler and Z- and Vescovy have a chance to be one of the best backcourts in the conference. You know, Vescovy now is going to be in what his is this his fourth year as kind of a a, a starter. He, at least he's in there forever. He, like he's Perry. Coach. He's Perry Ellis. Kind of, yeah. I mean, he's been very similar every year. Ziegler, second year. Josiah Jordan James. Okay, this was a guy who who really turned the corner late last year. His second half of the season, I kind of I did the math on this. His last sixteen games, essentially half a season, he averaged thirteen point seven points, six point two rebounds. So the first half of the year, he was averaging like barely seven a game. Couldn't make a shot. Um, he really turned it around the second half of the year, basically late in their conference season into their into their tournament run. He was awesome. So if if we get that Josiah Jordan James, remember he was a five star recruit. He has not had the college career that probably most people would think of a five-star recruit, but he had a really awesome second half of his junior year. He does all the other stuff. He is a he is a super glue guy, like a great defender. He can guard probably four positions. He does all of the extra kind of around the edges stuff. If he if he's going to give you fourteen points and six rebounds a game, you know that's that's like all conference first team caliber stuff. I I really like this Tennessee team if Josiah Jordan James can do that. All right, should we uh, should we go to our last team here, the Crimson Tide? Yeah, I have them as a Tier 2 team, but you could talk me into well, them being a Tier 1 team. So here's what – I'm just sort of looking at some stuff here because I go to, like, their um, – the Almanac here, and I see, like, Javon Quinn is left off the starting five, and then I Google him. I forgot he suffered an ACL injury a year ago. What's yeah. his status? I think the hope is that he's back by SEC play. Okay. I, I don't know, though. I mean, he tore his ACL in, like, early March, so – so like I, 10, I just don't 10 see months. that happening. I yeah, just don't like see. 10 I, months. Yeah, and if he comes back, I mean, at what capacity is Javon Quinterly? And then I also put like, let's say he does come back for SEC play. Is that a good thing or bad thing? Because he was terrible last year. Yeah, because he looks like his stats may have dipped a little. Or his efficiency. No, they was they did go down or did go up thirteen point eight. I think he's like I looked. He was twelve point nine the year before. But like his three point percentage is god awful at twenty percent, um, forty one percent from the field. What was it? Was it Jelly Fam? Is that what the deal was? I think so. He was. Is I mean, remember he was? was the preseason like player of the year in that conference last year. Yeah, but then Shackleford was way better. High, high. Yeah. Um. But no, and then did I see? Is Jaden Bradley like their? Because I think he's like their top freshman. Is he also hurt at the moment? That I don't know. If I he's hurt, that that might change things. But 
Let me give you what I figure will be kind of the rotation rundown here. Okay. In the backcourt, you got Jaden Bradley, assuming he's healthy. If you're running down that info, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I'm looking it you've, up right now. You've got Mark Sears from Ohio. He's an up transfer, but he averaged like 19 and, and shot like 40, 40 plus percent from the three-point line. You've got Dominic Welch, another St. Bonaventure defector. Um, was like a double-figure 13 to 15-point-a-game guy, good shooter, rock-solid okay, defender. I got you here. Um, Bradley, so this is an article from like July 30th, and it looks like at that time they were doing some sort of a European thing where they're playing teams over there. Yep. It mentions Jaden Bradley had had foot surgery in March and that he would be limited in those games overseas. So he should be fine now, I would imagine. Okay. Let's yeah. assume he's in the mix. I don't know if that means he's a starter or if he just plays a lot, whatever. Let's he's in he's in that group. You've got Namari Burnett. Remember he he got hurt before at this time last year. He was looked at as like a guy who could be uh who could figure heavily into their rotation. Mm-hmm. Right? The Texas A&M transfer wing. You bring back Darius Miles. He's kind of a swing man. He came off the bench last year. Noah Gurley, he's like a he's like a three four type. You bring in Brandon Miller, the number fifteen rated recruit. He's actually their top rated recruit over Jaden yeah. Bradley. Yep, I see that now. Um, the 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 book on him is apparently he is a gifted scorer, really solid scoring package. Not always locked in defensively. Okay. So that was kind of Auburn's problem last year was like inconsistent Bama. effort. You know, if you could like break it down in like a simple way. Uh, they also bring in two other top 75 guys in Ryland Griffin and Noah Clowney, and then Nick Pringle, who's the number five rated junior college prospect. And then they bring and they bring back Charles Bidiaco, who was like a starting center last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the better bigs in the league. Sophomore jump. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at what? Gurley, Bidiaco, Miles, Burnett, Sears Welch, Bradley, Miller. That's eight. If yep. you bring back, if Quinterly comes back into the rotation – and you and if any of those freshmen slash JUCO guys, I mean, you've got that's twelve dudes. Yeah, and like no, this is you, a team where I bear a healthy team uh, of this on paper is an amazing team. Yeah, kind of like last just year. yeah, it's just you know you mentioned some of those injuries. Namari Burnett's coming back from injury from a year ago, so that like it changes things a little bit. Um, we don't know how he's going to be, but it's nice. You know, Mark Sears is a guy who's huge. You know, really took on a big role after Preston left Ohio. Yeah. Took on a big role a year ago, and he exceeded expectations um, at Ohio. Um, Noah Clowney. Whenever I see Clowney, I am just assume it's Jadavion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, same conference too. But, no, very solid team. Two Noahs as well, so that's cool. You don't see that very often. So they've Um, got God on their side. Exactly. Um, There's two. (laughs) Much like Noah's Ark, you know, there's two Noahs here. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> uh, but no, and I, this is a team, you know, we talked about like the tier one with them and uh, Kentucky and um, oh, are they tier two again? Oh, no, they're the A tier. Yeah, that's right. Um, they, they could challenge for like a SEC championship. We'll just say that. I think so, too. The, just I'm, I've got I've got some of the Alabama stink from last year. Remember last year? We, we thought they were going to be awesome. And. They had moments where they were awesome. Remember, they beat Baylor. They beat Gonzaga. They beat somebody else that was really good, too. And then they had, like, just shit losses. Like, Georgia's only win in the SEC play was over Bama. And they lost to Memphis when Memphis sucked. Not before, not when Memphis was good. That mm-hmm. matters. Right? They had the, they lost to, like, Missouri. They had just, like, they, they were the most hot and cold team. And I think that comes a little bit from their coach. Their coach is a bit of a wild card. Nate Oates is like a... 
I tend to think I I'm gleaning a little bit here that he's just kind of like, he disrespects maybe the, the teams that they're not better than. And I feel like they don't get up for some of those teams that they should be. Mm-hmm. And so they're inconsistent. If they don't defend, which that was what made them special two years ago when they were, uh, were what were they a two seed? Well, they had, who is like their really good defensive player? Jones. Herb Jones. Jones? Herb yeah. Jones. He was awesome. Like what made them special was they were terrific defensively. And then they play that style where they jack up a ton of threes. I do think, I think they've got the shooting last year. They didn't even shoot it. Well, some of that I think is that like they didn't have any dynamic guards. So you just a lot of bad threes, but I think they've got guys who can shoot it this year. The question is, will they play any defense? If they do, I think this team's good enough. You're right. I think the, the talent on paper is good enough to be like a one seed again. Should we get into our predictions? Yes. All right. Um, let's see. I'm going to take first go at it this time since I always give that to you. You don't um, always give it to me. We rotate. No, I always give it to you. Um, You're so kind. <laughs> so, uh, as always, like the first player we pick is kind of who we're picking as our player of the year. Damn, we'll I, continue, I didn't continue make a on list from there. this time. I've ne- I haven't made a list once. What I've been doing is they list first team and second team on here. And so it gives me like a good list of players to pick through, but I don't pick all of them. It's just so you know, I do still scroll through the teams and pick, pick out some other ones. Um, It'd be too easy. This is amazing. They have two freshmen on the first team that they picked. One and another freshman on the second team that they picked to be all conference. Yep. Um, Obviously the easy thing here to do would just pick Oscar Shreeway to be conference player of the year. Um, and so that's exactly what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick Oscar Shibway. That is, that is probably a good move. Yeah. That, that yeah. feels like a, that feels like a good decision. <laughs> right, I will take, um, the, the best, the best freshman, which is Nick Smith. I will take him with my first pick. So you're picking him to be freshman of the year and conference player of the year. I think there's a real chance he collects both those awards. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would bet Shibway, although I don't know, something tells me like, I feel like we've seen this a lot in college basketball history where like a big guy has a monster year. And then the next year, just for whatever reason, the stats aren't quite the same. It's like, they're still good, but not incredible. Yeah. Like I think he'll still be impactful, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if he averages like 14 and 12, you know what I mean? And Cason Wallace takes up more scoring or Severe Wheeler scores a little more, whatever. Right. So I'm going to go with Nick Smith with my first pick. Okay. I will take with my second pick. (sighs) Having a hard time with this. I'm going to go with him next if you don't pick him. I know. I'm trying to. I'm going to go with Josiah Jordan James, the Tennessee swing man. Okay. And you he's did not my, pick my guy. I can lock him in at the four spot. Okay. Um, you did not pick my guy. This store may have, have closed years ago, um, but he's still very good, and that is Mark Sears. Mark Sears, nice. Yep. Yeah. Remember Sears closed? Yeah, I do. I did like Sears. Sears was a yeah. solid spot. I when I when I was setting that up, people are talking about be like talking about Circuit City. I'm not. I'm talking about Mark Sears. I was thinking maybe like Best Buy, but that hasn't closed, but it just seems like everything's more online nowadays. But they beat up. Remember like Circuit City and Best Buy were rivals like 10 years ago, 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Great call. Um, 
Sears was next one. Sears was what it was about. I'm gonna go another up transfer here, Biggs. And I'm gonna finish up my front court. I'm gonna go Johnny Broom. I like that. I like that. Johnny Broom and Oscar Shibway is a heck of a defensive pairing. Yep. And I got my point guard in there too. We're good to go here. You get two picks, right? Oh, you took Mark Sears. Yeah. Okay. I will take. I will take who I think. I don't. I, man, I feel like I might be letting you off the hook a little bit by taking a big here because I don't have to take a big this early. I could absolutely wait until like. You can definitely wait because I already have two bigs. But what I if know. I go with the three big lineup? You never know. And I know who you're oh. thinking of too. Yeah. Boy, do I want to run the risk. Hmm. I'm gonna take Tyrese Radford, Texas A&M guard. I think he's. I, like uh, I think he's in for a big year. I think Texas A&M is gonna have a nice season. And I'm just. I'm all about Tyrese Radford. He is a stud. So okay. I'm in. Tyrese Radford, my guy. Okay. And with my fourth pick, this is my fourth pick, right? Uh, so. yes. No. Yeah, fourth pick. Because who do I have again? I took... Right? I got Nick Smith. I got Josiah Jordan-James. <clears throat> I got what's-his-face now, the guard that I just got. Who did I just take? I think so. Tyrese Radford. Four. Yeah, oh, so that is four. Did you pick... So you're... It's my turn, right? No, I only have three. You have three? Okay. I'll make my fourth pick. I'll take a big. I'll take, uh, I'll take Colin Castleton. I would have taken him probably second if I absolutely had to. But since you took Shibway... I was like, all right, that works out. I love Colin Castleton. I think there's player of the year potential there. Florida's better than expected. Okay. I'm going to continue on with my up transfers here and pick a guy that you convinced me on earlier, and that's Isaiah Mosley. Oh, yeah, dang. I totally – I kind of forgot about him. Shoot. God, you, we could have like four of these teams. There's so much talent in this league. There's a lot of talent in the SEC. Yeah. It's a really – it's a damn good league. And then I'm going to pick the guy who could very well be defensive player of the year in this conference, my boy. Um Totally perfect heights. Um, Zakai Ziegler. I like that. Okay, yeah. so you've got solid six roster. So you got a you got a starting five and a at a sixth man. Did I pick six? Yeah, because you went first and then you just made two picks. Yeah, I, I went first, so I only had one. Oh, and then I went two, and then two. Give me your rundown. Uh, I had Shibway. I've got I just got Ziegler. I got uh, Johnny Broom. Mark I got Sears. Sears, and I got um, Mosley. Isaiah Mosley. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so you only did make five picks. Okay. Solid roster. Yeah, that is. All right, so I have I have Nick Smith, I got Jordan James, I got Tyrese Radford, and I have Colin Castleton. I'm kind of free to take, like, whoever I want now. I could take a guard. I could take a forward. Everybody's kind of – I have a very, like, malleable roster. Don't use big words. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take – I'm going to do the unthinkable here. And I'm going to take KD Johnson. Wow. I can't stand KD Johnson, but I have a funny – I have just like a small little just like tingle, like a spidey sense kind of thing. That KD Johnson is sitting on like an 18-point a game, three assists, four rebounds, and he's just going to be like fired up and he's going to capture the hearts of America. All right. I, don't, I, can't believe I, didn't take, I can't believe neither of one of us took like Casey Wallace, the other freshman from Kentucky. That's my freshman of the year, Casey Wallace. 
Yeah, I should have probably taken him, but whatever. I'm having fun. Me and KD Johnson, we're starting a new we're we're starting a new relationship. We had we had we had a, we 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 went on a break. I think we're coming back stronger. Sometimes you have to bear the hatchet and just stop bringing up his stats to shot attempts. Um, yep, I'm just I'm I'm not focusing on what he doesn't do, which is pass, and I'm focusing on what he does do, and that's maybe score sometimes. Sometimes. All right, Fred, who's your freshman of the year? Well, I think Nick Smith is probably the most obvious one, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to take Nick Smith because let's just be honest here. We we probably both think it's going to be Nick Smith, right? Right. If it's not Nick Smith, and now since you took Casey Wallace, I'm not going to go with him either. I am going to say the freshman of the year is Jaden Bradley. Okay. Provided he's healthy. That works. He's got the then... keys to that Alabama offense. I think that has a chance to, to put up some silly stats. And I remember thinking, like, I really wanted UNC to get him. He was a guy that I thought UNC was kind of in on for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted them to get him. I thought he would have been fucking awesome. But they didn't get him. <laughs> don't, so. Please don't swear. Uh, coach of the air. Uh, gosh, I feel like I'm really just falling into the fucking Alabama trap. Nate Oates. All right. Who do I think is going to exceed expectations? Um, I kind of talked myself into Auburn over this course, course of this podcast. So I'm going to go with love Bruce Auburn. Pearl. I yeah. love Bruce Pearl too. He's crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right, Biggs. Uh, let's see. We, at, we talked last time about our ACC preview, about how that was our record for pod. We actually just broke it. Um, Did we really? New. We're at an hour 37 right now. I think Look at this. Has this been fun, though? Time flies. I mean, it depends on how much I have to cut out, but I don't think we have to cut I don't think. Well, we you know, really... my dog lost it a little bit when we were talking about Georgia, so you're going to have to cut that unless you want to keep that in. He, he and she did that last time, too, so, you know. I've gotten I've gotten him to do a point where, like, now I do that Georgia bark, and he gets fired up with me, so. <laughs> He's a fan. He is. Uh, so, Yeah. Next week, um, we we should have one more conference preview to go, and after that, um, will be like a just a college basketball preview as a whole. Um, that leads right into the season, which is like November 9th or something. But next week's preview will be the Big Twelve, and then we'll do that whole uh, the other one right for the season. Um, but until then, um, enjoy this one. John, when is the first game of the college basketball season? Is it actually the ninth or is it earlier? I, I'm just saying ninth. Um, I know I'd put it in my notes app when we were doing like our tentative schedule of conference preview. Um, let me pull that up quick. November 8th. We're legitimately less than three weeks away. Yeah, I have Tuesday, November 8th. You know how they say like no sleep till Brooklyn? That's that song. Sure. No sleep till Brooklyn. We're like 20 sleeps to college basketball season. I've never heard that song. No sleep till Brooklyn, really? No. No sleep till Brooklyn. It's oh, it's those like goofy the Beastie Boys or whatever. They're like crazy okay. sounding. They're so weird. You've heard about the yeah. Beastie Boys, right? I know. Ch- 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 to check it out. I don't, I don't know, know that song. one. I, don't, I, don't I feel like that's one. like their main one. Listen to No Sleep Till Brooklyn. I'd be shocked if you if you listen to it and you wouldn't say I haven't heard. I, I bet you've heard it. Should I just pull it up here? Yeah, try it. No sleep till Brooklyn. We might get copyright infringement. We'll see. I don't know this song. Right, let me go to the court or like middle middle song. I don't know that song. Really? Yeah. Well, I've enriched your life then. <laughs> In sort of a way, I guess. Might add it to my gym playlist for when I'm on the bench press. Setting maxes all day.
Yep. All right, let's get out of here, Biggs. All right, bye.